Welcome to today's message from Reach Community Church. We hope this message encourages and blesses you as we dive into God's Word. And now, for today's message. All right, before I get started, show of hands, and you can raise your hands for this one. Um, How many woke up, went right to the window, and cried a little bit when there was no snow? Stupid rain. Uh, just kidding. Uh, uh, my children, when we moved, we moved from central North Carolina here. When we moved here, they're like, we're never going to see snow again, which not that we saw a lot of snow there, but um, we don't very much. Um, so <laughs> some people are very excited. That's why they live here. Um, but yes. So I, I'm grateful for you guys that have weathered the storm of the blizzard of 2022 and you've made it to church. Um, you know, you, you have stepped over that first hurdle and really, really, um, no judgment on those that are watching at home. We love you too. Um, but you guys should be prime for the word of God because you're here in spite of the obstacles that have faced you. So today we're continuing along in our uh, series, Living Jesus is Greater. Um, If you're new with us, Jesus is Greater is a a thing that you're going to hear over and over again because the reality is is our our mission as a church is just to help you do that very thing, to make Jesus greater. And that's not a one-time thing. That's not like, oh, Jesus is greater today. It's living Jesus is greater, why we've entitled uh, this sermon that, is that That's what we're called to do, is we're called to live this, and it's not easy. For those that have um, shut down social media, for those that have cut off the TV, for those that are fasting things, um, it's hard to break little habits, even of like hooking up your phone and be like, oh, there's nothing on there I can really do. Um, And some of us are really disappointed. And and maybe you're venturing over to your Bible app even more because it's something and you have friends on your Bible app. So maybe I could talk with somebody there. Anyway, it's difficult. And let me just tell you, it's worth it. Um, I don't know about when you're uh, Apple phone tells you when your screen time, like when it gives you a report, but mine came this morning. Is everybody Sunday? Okay. Mine came this morning down 31%. 31%. Yes. Yes. Super excited about that. Um, and to be completely honest, um, not that it's been a stress free week and not that there's not still anxiety and some other things that are going on in my world. Um, but I felt a whole lot more fruitfulness out of this week, um, sitting around at night and, and reading things that are actually doing good for my soul instead of what isn't. So I just, I just say, hang in there, and you're going to get a little bit more of that in just a second. So here's something I want you to hear before we get started. You know, um, Jesus being greater is enough for whatever stands against you right now. So if you came in here this morning and you're facing obstacles that no one knows about and you're just overwhelmed because it's too much, I just want you to know that Jesus is greater than that. Listen to this in Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to these things? And it's, there's a list of all these things that are coming against. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, 
who or what can come against you. This is not a verse to say, whatever I want, God's going to give me. This is a verse to say that whatever's coming against you, God is greater. Whatever challenges you're facing, whatever thing that is coming your way, Jesus is greater. This is, that verse is the reality of living Jesus greater, walking out. So how is uh, your fast going? Don't raise your hands. I just want you to internally process. Like, how's it going? Like, what did, did you make a commitment last week um, and you're walking it out? And let me just tell those that have had little bumps and failures or whatever, it's okay. For those that didn't pick anything this week and you feel like, oh, I should have, you still can. It's not over. As long as you're breathing, the challenge of the Lord of, of giving more to him is always going to be there. So it's not like, oh, I'm too late. I missed the start date. I guess I can't do it. No, no, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take that little devil that's with me in your ear. I missed it. Darn. And tell you that the Lord's saying, hey, today is a great day. Today is a great day to re vitalize what maybe you started last Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, but had a like uh, little slip off the wagon and just couldn't help the social media or you couldn't turn off the TV. Uh, I have a buddy of mine. He does not go to this church. We were also doing a similar challenge to this and he broke the TV challenge with watching like Jeopardy and Will of Fortune. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Caleb, if you watch this ever, that's you. Um, and I'm like, seriously, of all the things you're like, I just got to. Man. And he's not an old, a, a older person. <laughs> Man, I better just move on. Let me move on. Let me move on quickly. Um, don't lose heart. Continue. Before we start today's message, I want to review the last two weeks for those that may have missed one or for those that it just needs to be reminded because these are kind of stacking points. Because if you, if you can't get to today and what we're going to talk about next week without having a foundation of something greater than the sacrifice that's being asked of you. If you don't lay that foundation, it'll be just you trying to sacrifice because you feel like you should sacrifice. <clears throat> so we started last, uh, our week one with the power of the word. There's no transformation without it read this book and he was talking about theology. There's no, theo- there's no uh, worthwhile theology without transformation. There's no worthwhile knowing of God if it doesn't transform the who you are. And there's no transformation without his word. Any transformation that happens without his world, word will be short-lived or moving in the wrong direction. Because the word's the one thing that helps redirect us as we go. <clears throat> It houses the truth that we live out. It is what lets us know what truth, um, that what really is living Jesus is greater. And I hope you've taken the week of the first challenge and picked a plan. And if you haven't, the great news is that January 1st is not the only time that you can decide to start reading. January 9th isn't the only time that you can decide to start reading. You can decide today. And the great news is in the Bible app or wherever you find your plan, you can start today. And today could be day one. So you're not even behind. It's great news. But if we don't get in his word consistently, we will weave our own path. Um, and that's 
dangerous. We are not good counselors. Look at the stuff that we've done to ourselves by our own counsel. Okay? Right? For those young people, they'll be like, my counsel is good. Just talk to somebody else in the room that's over like 40 or 50, and they'll be like, well, I thought this was really good, and it wasn't. I mean, maybe your counsel is really good right now, but we need to balance that with the Word. So week two, we talked about this obvious step. So if we're going to be in the Word... We have to surrender to the word and to what the word's talking about, telling us to do. Surrender to the truth of the word is mission critical. There's no kingdom fruitfulness without living surrendered. And this is an ongoing thing. This is also not a I surrender all on one Sunday and it's the last time you surrender. Surrender is something that you live. Because we are a people that are going to, we love to go, Hey, God, it's yours, buddy. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, Lord, it's yours. And we, this is what we do. We take it up. So surrender something that we have to actively live in, actively participate in. And it's something that the word will actively help us do because it'll point out things that we need to surrender. <clears throat> so let's pray. Jesus, we need you. Lord, before we talk about the act of serving you, the act of you giving us things and a mission and a purpose and a responsibility, Lord, we need your grace to be poured out on us. We need your love to be experienced by us, that we know that you're there with us. You didn't necessarily just leave us alone and hope that we do our best, but Lord, you, you've, you've come to be a part of us. Lord, you, you've given us the gift of your Holy Spirit living presently with us. Lord, let us be sensitive to, to the direction, to the gifting, to the things that you've placed in our hands. And let us be faithful with it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So nearing the end of Jesus' ministry, at least in Matthew, he pulls his disciples away and he starts telling them several parables. And the chapters 24 and 25 are um, pretty much Jesus talking about the end times and his return in, in several parables, whether it's the parable of the virgins or whether it's the parable of the talents that we're going to be in today. And he's telling his disciples these stories and what a parable is, if, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the word. A parable is just a story that's used to communicate something. So it's Jesus using real life scenarios to teach a truth. So Jesus is going to teach us a truth through a story. And today I'm going to try to get as much out of the story for you to practically implicate what you need to do with the story. But there is one great fact of all of these chapters which I think is a little difficult for us. We, we, you know, if you're a believer, you acknowledge it, but I don't know that we live it. Um, he's coming back. It's been over 2,000 years, but he is going to return. That is the promise. If he's faithful and his word is true, then we know that he's, he, in his wisdom and perfect plan, is coming back the moment he has intended to come back, and not a moment sooner. And in him not being here, which some of us would love to be delivered from this body of sin and this place, and him be returned, him not coming is the best thing that he can do in this moment, because it's his, in his wisdom, by the counsel of his will, he's not here. But 
I think sometimes because it's been so long, lifetimes of lifetimes in our lives, meaning we're, I'm 45. Yeah, I don't know how many times 45 goes into, you know, 2022, but a lot of those have come and gone, and he's still not here. And, and I think we can lose, like, hey, it's kind of like parents when they leave and they tell your kids, if you've got older kids, like, hey, when I get back, I want this done. Not many children be like, own it. I'm going to clean this, going to do this, until they hear the garage door, and they're like, oh, my gosh, clean! <laughs> I did it! <clears throat> and we're going to see kind of the the beauty of... Faithfully being obedient to what God's called you to do in spite of his longer term. So we're going to jump in. Uh, Matthew uh, chapter 25, starting in verse 14. It will be, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. Entrusted them his property. See, Jesus is getting ready to go on a long journey, at least in their perspective, back to the Father. He's getting ready to go and prepare for the next phase of what he's doing. He's getting ready to leave them, and he's not just leaving them with nothing to do. Jesus hasn't just left us with like, you know, be as good as you can until our return. He's given us a task. Verse 15. To the one he gave five talents, to the another two, to another one, each according to his ability. A talent isn't like, you know, like one he gave juggling and the other one he gave, you know, really good at hopscotch. Uh, a talent is a large sum of money. It's a, it's, it's, it's a obnoxious amount of money. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. And, and the one thing that we've got to realize is the beauty of Jesus' wisdom is he gives us exactly what we can be faithful with. He gives the five-person five talents because he knows this servant can handle five. And he gives the two, two, and the one, one. And there's no judgment between the five and the two. I think sometimes we miss out on what God's want to do because, like, why don't I get five? And to be honest, because you can't handle five. I mean, if God hasn't given it to you, then be okay with what he has given you and be faithful with it. Jesus has given each of his children gifts and talents to accomplish his kingdom work in his absence. See, he's leaving them for the responsibility, and it's not like property, like Jesus is a farmer and he wants you to keep that corn growing Jesus is a farmer, but it's not corn that we're growing. The harvest isn't a bushel of wheat or whatever. The harvest is the kingdom. And he's given us these things so that we could increase his kingdom. Ephesians 2.10. I love this one. For we are his workmanship. He created you, each of you, uniquely. Purposed you for a specific mission, and a specific task inside of the body of Christ. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. In Christ Jesus. Which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. I've always been intrigued by this. It's like he's laid out these things for us to do. And he knows we can do them because he's laid them out beforehand so that we could just walk into what he's 
designed for us. That's always asking. Like sometimes we don't do it because I don't know that I can do this. You cannot do it, but by his strength and by leaning into him, he helps you be faithful into the things that he's already laid out before you so that you should walk into them. And then the end of verse 10, then he went away. And he didn't say when he would return. He didn't say, I'm going to be gone for a uh, hundred fortnights and not the game, but the, <laughs> the measure of time. He, he didn't say, I'm going to be gone for 20 years or 2,000 years or 2,022 years or 2,050 years. He just said, I'm going away. Be faithful. <clears throat> Verse 16. And he who had received the five talents, this is crucial, went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. Seems simple, right? This is a long period of time. This is, you know, we read it like this, but the, the key part of this verse is he was faithful and he went at once to do. Verse 17, so also he that had the two talents made two talents more. So the five talent and the two talent person was diligent in what God had laid in their hands to be faithful to it. Servants are meant to be active and not idle, which is what we are. I know we don't like, you know, this whole slavery thing. I mean, like, I I think it feel like servant. We feel like, oh, you know, like we are slave to Jesus. We're his property. And, And in that... It is no longer our right to do anything but what the master orders. It's not our life. Our world is filled with distractions that make it easy to put off until later. Social media, TV, all these other things in our life are just like, hey, me, 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 me. You get pulled in and and you spend this time doing another thing because it's easy and active. I'm telling you, there were several times where I wanted nothing more than to turn on the TV. I've told this to people, and now I'm going to tell it to you so you can, you can ask me how I'm, I'm doing. Um, you can usually know how well Heath is doing depending on how much TV Heath watches. Um, TV, because of childhood, a long story that I don't need to get into, uh, was an outlet that I could just vanish into and escape from. And we all have that thing that like when something is happening, we'd much rather be distracted by this. And the problem is, is distraction keeps you from your purpose. Distraction keeps you from, and you're not going to be able to stand before God and be like, oh, that TV show was so good. I just couldn't. You know, that, those reels were so funny. That TikTok was hilarious. And I just couldn't. And, and there isn't going to be, like, I get it. You know, no big deal. There's other. No, he's going to be like, why weren't you time on task? And as I'm talking about this, you know, question in your head needs to be, where am I being idle? I probably for months before this have felt very convicted that some of my nights need to be just to reading. But I don't want that. Like I get home and I want to be entertained. I want to just like not think about the day. I just want to click, click, click. And I've kind of ignored it. And to be real honest, the last, you know, seven days have been great because not a TV has been turned on. 
Uh, and my wife loves to read and she loves silence, like not having a TV on. So sitting beside her um, with a book is pleasure to her. She's like, oh, this is so nice. Um, do you have a confession to make, though? I got my first pair of reading glasses. <laughs> Woo! Soon this print right here is going to be much larger. Because um, I, I can't do the up and down, you know. Like, but anyway, just I'm just saying that's how committed I am to this: the sitting and reading. I bought two pair, not just one. One I keep in my bag, so when I'm out, and I got another one in the house. Whoo, man! I'm getting old. I wanted to say it. I wanted to say it. Verse 18. But he who had received the one talent went and dug and came. Dug, <laughs> Sorry, this is my eyesight already. I think I think using the reading glasses is ruining my sight, not making it better. But he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. He went immediately and did the wrong thing. Is he hid it? And here's a question for you: What do you have buried in your yard? Not literally, but. I mean, hopefully not literally. <laughs> Any, uh, anyway. Um, what are you burying? What, what are you just like, this is too challenging. I don't know. Maybe he was afraid. And, and you're gonna, we're going to get into his fears in just a second. Verse 19, it says, Now after a long time, the master of those servants came to settle accounts with them. And it has been, like I said a second ago, uh, it has been over 2,000 years since Jesus left us with the word, with a mission, with a mandate of what to do. But he is coming back. Verse 20. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more. And, and notice what you'll see here is the master didn't tell them, I want you to double it. I want you to do that. He didn't say anything. He said, be faithful with it. Because we'll see with the one talent guy, he, I think he would have been all right with the interest from the bank. Like, I don't think that he would have been as harsh, which we're going to see in just a second. <clears throat> Saying to the master, you delivered to me five here. I have made five more. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over the little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. If you don't know this, this is all what you're longing to hear. This is all what we're longing to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over the little. I'm going to put you over much. Enter into the joy of the master. That's what we're here for. Living Jesus is greater leads us to this response when we come face to face with Jesus. These are the words that we want to hear. Sadly, we will settle for the world's well done. The world's well done will get you nowhere in his kingdom. The world's accolades... Your bank account number, your 401k number, your, your, like, if you own a house in this county, kudos. Uh, because, like, it's, he's not going to be like, you've done so well. He's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you 
to invest in the kingdom that matters. Because this doesn't. When I heard the sermon years ago, I used to say it all this time. There's no U-Hauls behind hearses. All of this that you mass up, all of this that you collected, all the things that you took pats on the back for will be fought over by other people. So what are we chasing after? Verse 22, and it says, and he also who and he also who had the two talents came forward saying, master, you delivered me two talents here. I have made two more. And the master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over the little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Notice that the master response is the same to both the five and the two. Because in the master's wisdom and knowledge. He gave the five person five and the two person two. So they were faithful in only what God gave them. And they weren't responsible to produce more than what God had given them. Verse 24. He also who had received the one talent came forward. I don't know how this would have been. Imagining these three guys standing here. Imagining the one talent guy seeing five and two go forward. The one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. Notice something here. He didn't misuse it. He didn't steal it. He didn't use it for his own gain. He, he didn't touch the thing that God had given him. So, so in our part, we're like, well, he gave him back what was his. That's not what Jesus has called you to. God has called you to increase the thing that matters to him, his kingdom. Verse 26. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one that has ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have in abundance. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken Away. I mean, let me, this is Heath's interpretation. Okay. I'm not God. Um, I will do the best I can and interpret. But let me, let me just put a spin on this. The faithful one got more. When we're faithful with what God's given us, it just comes us because it's our faithfulness and i'm not talking about here now god does bless us here and now so that we can be more faithful with what he's given us but this line here it says but even what he has will be taken away i honestly believe is that many of us are holding on to things that god's going to remove from us because when we come 
to him face to face. And we have nothing to show for what grace and mercy he's poured out on us. Even what we think we had, which is this stuff that we're holding on to so desperately, it's going to be gone. It's not going to be there. there. There's going to be nothing for us to hold on. There'll be nothing for us to get our value from when we stand before God. Nothing. Verse 30. And I don't have an answer for, for what I'm getting ready to say. Depending on what side of theology you camp in, you'll have an answer. Um, verse 30. And cast your worthless servant into utter darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's two main theological perspectives. One is that uh, you can be a child of God and that can be removed from you. One is that what God places in us can never be taken. I sit on one side. If you know me, you know where I'm at. But the truth is, they were his servants. Beginning of the parable, he chose his servants. He asked them to be faithful. And so I I could try to explain it away, but I'm not going to. Because I don't know. All I do know is that we will be held account to what we do with what God has given us. And our faithfulness proves what he's actually done internally to us. And I don't say this to heap guilt on anyone. To go, oh man, I'm not going to get well done, good and faithful servant. I, I say this to shock you into the reality is that what you do here matters. Your investment here matters. And if you spend all of your life chasing after something that you know in the end will just be another. And I always go back to the Christmas presents that we get that we we can't wait to get. And now it's in the heap of garbage. Don't chase after things that will be in a heap of garbage. Chase after things that matter. And I love this reality. The only thing that exists forever is the soul of man. The only thing that has eternal value in our world is the soul of man. Our work is that. And I'm not telling you because some of you are two-talent people and you're going to be faithful with those two talents. And as small as it may be, God is going to declare to you, well done, good and faithful servant. This is not me saying you need to elevate and, and become this and save thousands of people. You could, your, your mission could be one person. Your mission could be five. Your mission could be ten. But when we're on mission, it changes what we do. <clears throat> so here's a couple of questions for you, and we're going to worship together and see what God has. What are you doing with the talents that God has given you? Because faithfulness can begin today. He's not back at this moment. And until he returns, we have time to be faithful with what he's placed in us. God has given each of us to our ability. There's something to you when, when the... 
The Bible talks about the body of Christ and being all these pieces. And, and, and it, it, he goes into this whole thing like, don't, don't feel bad that you're an elbow. Don't feel bad that you're this. Or don't feel that you're elevated because you're this body part or that body part. Because the truth is, every single one of these joints, fibers, muscles, organs has a purpose. And if they're working in order, that purpose is fulfilled. And it's the same thing here. God has gifted you to be faithful with what God has given you. And, and I want to say, um, and we're not the only place, um, we need you. Reach Community Church needs people that believes in the mission, believes in the purpose, to get involved and to serve. Whether it be in our kids' ministry, whether it be in worship, whether it be setting up, whether it be our new established coffee team. Or reestablish, I should say. Whatever that may be, there, there's a purpose for you here. But let me just tell you, we're not the only purpose. If you choose to serve here at Reach, that does not get you out of your talent business. If you choose to do something here, that just becomes a piece of what God's doing with you. But you have the rest of your life that God's saying, hey, be faithful to me. Because you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you real quick. First uh, Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. First Corinthians 15.58, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor will not be in vain, even if you're working your talent and you feel like, why is there not fruit? Know that your work related to the gospel mission will never come back in vain. In Mark ten forty five, even the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What are you willing to give, to sacrifice, to be willing to participate in what God's doing? And I think we need to be reminded every day how valuable his word is. I'm going to invite our worship team up and I've got a couple more things to ask you and then I'm going to pray. So here's one more question for you. Which kingdom are you building? What investment looks like, man, this is what I'm giving my life to. And my next question, which no one really knows the answer to this right now, because he's not here and it could be years, decades, millennia from now. And that's all right. What will you hear when the master returns? It should fuel what you do during the day. We should wake up in the morning asking ourselves, what are we going to hear? If today was the day he returned, what would I hear? And if you've buried it, get your shovel and dig it up and get to work. Because I'm sure if the one talent person heard this story and knew where it was going, he would go into his yard and dig up that talent and start putting it to work. Let's do this. We're on a mission. 
I want you guys to be on a mission. I want you to look at your word, your work, your world, your workplace, in the environment you you're in, as an opportunity to live like Jesus matters and that He is coming back. And if you've absently heard that I said that your your work is going to save you, you heard incorrect. Out of the overflow of our love for him and the mercy that he's poured out for us and the the kindness that he's given us, we're just going to, out of that, give back. Let's pray. Uh, Dearly Father, uh, Lord, I pray that the the work of condemnation would be out of this room. The, the, The whisper in the ear that you're worthless, that you'll never amount to anything, you'll never do anything of value for God. Lord, we rebuke that in Jesus' name. Lord, we acknowledge that as we surrender to your will and purpose, as we strive to walk out what you've called us to walk out, and we're faithful, even as we stumble through it, Lord, you'll be glorified. Lord, I pray that you would change the way we view our world and our life and our actions and our focus, and that you would help us be people that hold on to the talents the possessions, the things that you've placed in our hands. And that we would be faithful to bring an increase, not to us, but to you. Lord, help us continue to be faithful in your word. Help us live surrendered and help us act obediently to the things that you lay before us. Lord, thank you for being graceful. Thank you for being merciful. Lord, where there's those in this room that just need to cry out to you and lay things at your feet that are overwhelming them, Lord, we acknowledge that you're there, ready, willing to receive. Ready and willing to pour out your grace and mercy. So, Lord, we love you. Let us see you glorified by what we do in this life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, be sure to visit us online at reachcommunitychurch.com.